It was time. I got myself a good blanket and sat down in my corner. I brought myself a good book, too. There was no way I would have gotten through the insanity of the past three years without a whole treasure trove of the things. 3 p.m. Years ago, the time put a terrible flightiness into my heart. When they started, well, we all thought it was the end of the world, and rightly so. It was the end of the world. The old world. And here was the new. And sometimes 3 p.m. was annoying. Most other people found it to be so, anyway. Me, well, it, it wasn't so bad. It was basically time I just had to myself. No work, nobody nagging me, just me and time. And the trampling. But when you were used to the sound, it almost had the rhythmic pattern of rain, which we can all agree is pretty relaxing. So I settled down into my usual rat's nest a good fifteen minutes before the clock would chime. I was ready, as I always was. Then there came the old steady snipping sound of the old fax machine. Who in the prophet's name would send a message at 2.45pm? That was too close. It almost felt like tempting faith. Surely there was nobody who... I got up out of my relaxation corner to check on the notes. If somebody had the temerity to be sending messages at this time of day, there was a good chance they were significant enough for me to move my legs. Hey you, dummy over in Bunker 378. You trying to get us all killed? The alignment's changed. Change the spikes. My heart dropped into my stomach. The alignment, I'd completely forgotten about the alignment. Three years, and I had forgotten that the shadow had only come with change, and that it would change again. The damn alignment. I had to fix it. I had to... But I didn't know how. I had never set them up. I had simply just... I had just been. And now I was supposed to change the alignment. By all the powers of Christ. Lord have mercy on me. With no time to waste, I scrambled up the ladder to the top of the pit. I'd watched others change the alignment a dozen times. It couldn't be that difficult, would it? All I had to do was twist a few knobs, flick a few switches, and voila! Right. Well, that was sort of how it was. Interpreting which numbers went to which switch was another deal altogether, because each and every beacon had a different orientation, and, more confusingly, a different order in which its numbers were supposed to be changed, I think. I got through three of the four, and was just starting work on the fourth, when I finally gave myself a little breather and let my eyes drift across the horrid scenery of the above ground. And there it was! The cloud! The shift of the shadow on the edge of the horizon, as it always was. I was too late. There was no time to run into another bunker. Not like they'd even take me if my legs could carry me fast enough. Too many people attracted attention, after all, and, and I couldn't fix it. I had to, but... No, there was nothing to do. My time was up. I simply slinked back into my corner and covered my head with the blanket. There was the usual sound, the usual skitter, the edge of the shadow dipping into the hole, 
a great formless shadow composed of hundreds of thousands of discrete bodies of something. You could only ever see them in passing. A sleek, eyeless with fur as deeply black as the void of the night sky. They stormed their way over the top of my pit just as they always did, screeching and chattering the same way that most 3PMs did. I had to force myself to not watch, to not breathe a sigh of relief at the sight of the great mass of doom disappearing. It happened, just the same as it always did. And here I was, alive. The last little bits of shadow circled over my abode, about to dissipate entirely. This was usually the moment when I felt all too grateful for the Munker. I had dug it and several others with my own hands, but it was not I that was the Bunker. It was the Bunker that was the Bunker. I, I, I know, I know uh, weird logic, but when you stare at an all-consuming mass of shadow every day at 3pm, the heart starts to love the simpler things in life a whole lot more. But then the time felt wrong. There were probably three of them chasing each other's tails. It had been, what, fifteen minutes already? The cadence was off just a little bit. Had I screwed up after all? Was I damned to have a residual portion of the shadow curse me from ever leaving this place? I hoped that my internal clock was off and that I was just mismeasuring the time to stress. Surely that was the case. But two more minutes passed and only one of them left to join the scampering horde. Three more minutes, and one still circled around in the air. Ten more minutes. This was very, very wrong. I thought that I might want to drag myself up to the corners of the pit, try and readjust the alignment to perfection just to get the thing away. But no one, to my knowledge, had ever done such a task while one of the shadow pieces was swirling around over their abode. Could a readjustment trigger something in it? Would it notice my hands if my fingernails crossed over the barrier? There were multiple possible answers to those questions, and I didn't like most of them. So I waited. Fifteen more minutes. The black, furry thing swam around like a fish in a bowl, going back and forth as though there was some intelligence to it, like it was lost. I thought about using my torch, but... Then that would only work below the barrier, and I sure as all hell wasn't letting the barrier down. I was too much of a coward. So I waited. An hour. I finally turned to other tasks. Cleaning, cooking, checking the generator, filling reports, you know, the whole nine yards. Every minute or so I would look up, and it was still there, an ebony sword of Damocles. I hated it. I hated it so much. I hated it just as much as that first day I took residence in the bunker, when my fear of them had finally dissipated after their stampede. The shadow tide was nothing. There was no purpose behind it, nothing good anyway. All it did was ruin another little portion of my life. The fifteen minutes of rest it gave me in the afternoon was nothing more than a silver lining to a cloud, and now even that was gone. Now I had to contend with my peace of mind being disturbed constantly. So, uh, of course, I hated it. I had hated it before, too, with for different reasons. But the human mind was good at absorbing the shock, so long as the death wasn't your own. As if that made it anything better. This had been a paradise before, at least most of the time. We'd worked so hard before the war, and now... 
Now it was just hovering there, not even moving. I tried my damnedest not to look at it. Had it been long enough that the tide had reached the other side of the world, was the swarm magnetized to itself by a force we didn't recognize? I didn't know, and everything I didn't know about the Shadow Tide I despised. And why shouldn't I? It killed them! It killed all of them! It ruined my hopes and dreams, and now there was nothing. Nothing except the ticking of time until my body gave out, and then... It wasn't just hovering. It was sinking. Lower than it should have gone. Centimeter by centimeter, it passed through the barrier like a mosquito's proboscis biting into your arm. I cursed a thousand different words that I was unsure I even knew, but I damn well understood that they were foul. I grabbed my torch and stood as ready as I possibly could, my heart beating itself to death in my veins. The torch had been known to work before. Not with me, not with my cowardly arms, but I polished it like I was supposed to. If this damn thing was going to try and kill me, why, I was going to kill it first. And then it fell, splat, like a blob of ink, right on my good sofa. I wouldn't be sleeping there ever again. I braced my arms for it to make its charge, which is when I'd pull the trigger. Tick. 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 Neither of us did anything. The beast did not rush at me with its fangs, nor did I shoot it. Why? Why wasn't I? Why wasn't it? A young, confused voice slipped out where the little shadow thing stood. Where... where am I? A ruse. This had to be. I'd never heard of them speaking, but... But this was one of the beasts that had killed my grandparents, damn it! It was one of the beasts that had destroyed most of the world. I wasn't going to talk with it. Where? Who? That same voice. It was coming from the monster, no doubt about it. I tried channeling all my willpower into my trigger finger. I pulled, a click, but nothing. Nothing happened. The damn thing was broken. In a flurry of rage, I wanted to toss the thing aside. But the adrenaline in my heart calmed me. No, the beast was there. I did not know that my torch was malfunctioning. Perhaps if I held it at the ready, it would not attack. No, no. I was damned. Dead. There was no hope. No, there, there was hope. There was. The beast was speaking. When the torch worked, I could perceive it as trickery. But I had no other option. I had to listen. I had to speak. Where am I? Where is everything? You are here. Everything is here, was what I could muster. That didn't make much sense, but it seemed like the little rat was having an existential crisis, so... I could have sworn that I had another battery for the torch somewhere in my northeastern cupboards. That was probably the problem. I slowly backed away from the beast towards them, hoping that I wasn't being too suspicious. Everything? Asked the beast. I could feel the misery in its voice almost as if it was my own. Everything. But where is everyone else? Where is the hole? I had scooted a couple feet closer to my salvation. The hole. The others of your kind, I guess. 
No, there, there are no others of me. Only the hole. Where did it go? I was just a... It was just a meter away. I don't know. Sorry. I couldn't tell you. What is my name? I stopped ungracefully moonwalking over to the cabinet. Your name? Yes. What is my name? I don't know. Do your kind have names? There is just me now. The hole is gone. There never needed to be a name. Why don't you choose a name for yourself? I don't know enough to choose. You speak perfectly fine. Could you choose for me? You've been alone for a long time. All of you have been. This was like another sucker punch to the gut. Here was a thing asking me to name it. To name it! And I was thinking about edging my way over to the cabinet to kill it. Also, what was this thing about being alone? Yeah, I'd been alone for years at this point. I didn't get how that qualified me to... Oh, yeah. That kind of alone. God damn me. So stupid. Then again, I, I couldn't tell if it was telling the truth or if this was a trick. With what its kind did to everyone else. I thought. What was a good name? I hadn't ever really thought about the question too much. I'd named... I think I named a little lizard my mom let me keep when I was a child. Little Esmeralda. And that was just because there was a teacher I had that I'd liked named Esmeralda. But she died two months later. The, the lizard, not the teacher. I'd like to say it was neglect, but yeah, he, he, he was neglect. We'll leave it at that. I never had a pet since. And a kid? Good lord in heaven. Who thought about having a kid these days? Having to take care of a kid when you had stuff like a normal job and normal worries was one thing. But when the entire world was perverted by the endless shadow tide, uh-uh. It took a real messed up person to have a kid today, so I never even thought about it. But the rat and the, the shadow thing was right. If it was separate from the tide, if it was its own little thing, then it needed a name. I didn't... Albert? Albert. That is me. Wow, terrible name right there. Boring and ancient to boot. I never knew anyone named Albert. Where had Albert come from? But you can't just kill something after you name it. There's just something... There's something magical about a name that wards off the evils of cowardly, good-hearted people like myself. So I tossed the torch away. I never looked for a battery for it. I changed the configuration on the beacon, sure, but... But... But I was less afraid every 3 p.m. than I ever had been before. There was more to it, of course, but that wasn't my role to play. We were fine for months. We were happy. I, I was happy, anyways. Every 3 p.m. Albert would look to the sky as though wistful for something denied to him, her, them. But I was never really able to read emotions in his alien countenance anyways. Poor sod. Poor me. Poor me, that the stagnancy of my life had to be interrupted like that, that things had to get better. Poor, poor me.